Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! Biz Nasty says the Leafs will win the Cup. How about that? Can I just say that he's a Leaf fan? He came on the show and admitted he's a closet Leaf fan. So I think when you are making projections for the team that you are a fan of, you're a little clouded. Just because the lack of recent playoff success, everybody's kind of nervous to make a prediction and put, yeah. that, put that weight behind the Leafs. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, welcome everybody to Hour 2 of the RP Show. It's what we call uh, the second half kickoff. RP here, Moose DuPont there. I see somebody has tracked down for you an Andre DuPont hockey card from I the s- Philadelphia Flyers. I saw that. I don't know if it's... Uh, you going to buy it? If, uh, if it's for sale. I'm hoping it shows up in the mail. Just, you know... We've got to find one. That's where the nickname Moose comes We've from. Find one. For Darren DuPont, keeping the memory of Andre Moose DuPont alive from the Philadelphia Phillies, the Broad Street Bullies. Proving once again that we are the golden corral of sports talk. we got a little something for everybody here today. And I'll say this, CFL, XFL, MLSC talk is the prime rib of the buffet right now. Right. You want some? Come on. One slice or the two. The NHL trade deadline is ribs over here. You know. And uh, what else? Masters Sunday, Blue Jays, Yankees tonight. That's the spaghetti over here and the deep fried mac and cheese. Still great, right? Still awesome. Oh, yeah. But Still awesome. what are we in the mood for here? But we might not be there yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're coming around and all this. It is NHL trade deadline day, but has news broke per se? I mean, I guess a little bit. At three dunk, at three dunk. <laughs> That's a good one. At three. Th- three down nation, Justin Dunk reporting that the CFL has gone back to the feds with a proposal looking for money to play this year. I want to I say this. I, I can very confidently say that Dunk has his sor- sources, Arash has his sources, David Naylor has his sources, Farhan has his sources, and I have my sources covering the CFL right now, and they're all, they're all different. I will guarantee you they're all different. And so those that are saying pretty much guaranteeing that the CFL is going to play, I would love to say, how are you, actually, I'm going to say it, how are you going to guarantee that they're going to play, please? Because these are the three hurdles that I've identified for the CFL to get back on the field this year. One, COVID and the variant. We have no idea how that's going to go. That's very obvious. Yes. Two, money. Where's it going to come from? Is it going to come from Ottawa? 50-50 shot at best. They've already doled out millions in the terms of CERB and wage subsidy to CFL teams. Are they going to give them more? They might. But that's just one hurdle. And if they don't, are the owners willing to buck up and pay themselves? And three... Not every team even wants to play this year. Toronto for sure. Maybe Montreal. I don't know about the others. And 
So maybe you get the money from Ottawa. What about the other two hurdles? You can get the money, but there's still the COVID variant you don't know. And three, maybe not everybody wants to play. Right? Tough. So that's massive hurdles here. And I'm just telling you the way that it is. And I I went to say this on Friday when the Canadian Junior Hockey League and the BCHL confirmed my scoop from weeks ago that the BCHL is leaving Canadian Junior Hockey. Remember all those guys that trampled on me? All of them? One of them wrote Clark and said, I feel like I've been played. So I guess I tried to say it last hour. I'm very confident, very, very, very confident in my sources as men of integrity that don't have a history of lying. And they're telling me exactly what's going on. So I'll just say that. Now, the other thing was with James Franklin. Might as well throw the picture up again, guys, if you don't mind, because we already have it. James Franklin retiring from the CFL on Friday at the age of 29. That's me, James Franklin, and Ricky Ray in my restaurant uh, just a couple of years ago when they came through with the Argos. McLeod Bethel Thompson took the uh, photo. Just to give you an idea that I do have an association with these guys. James Franklin is leaving the Canadian Football League bitter. And go, it's three downs, done a story on it. Go to James' Twitter and read it for yourself. So Ray in the Six writes in on the Prairie Mobile text line. He's in the Kitchener, Ontario area. And he says, Rod, I realize James Franklin is upset. But the bottom line is, it's pro sports and you need to perform. He really didn't, which is why he really never started. So all I could do is I said to Clark, can we try and get James Franklin on? To explain where things didn't go well for him, he took a shot at Tressman in his tweet and, and various other entities in pro football. And I, more than anything, this is how I look at it differently than most people. I look at that and say, why are you hurting? What happened to you? Do you see that's where the recovery coach aspect comes from? And by the way, with the people flinging crap at me, go watch the TV show Intervention. Because that's my life when I leave here. Do you see how those guys and girls react on there? When you're telling them things they don't like? Oh, yeah. I can handle some twit on Twitter. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's when they they fire back, right? Deflect. Deflecting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did this, but what about you? We're not talking about me. We're talking (laughs) about you. Like, you can't. It's sort of like nurses, man. Like I said to nurses. You guys are the angels of the world. You're the angels, nurses, because you get the most horrible things said to you. And it just deflects off their back, right? They don't care. They don't even hear it. I know. And that's where I'm at. So I can handle some newspaper guy in this town saying mean things about me when I know that I'm right. And then they'll find out that I was right. And they won't come back and apologize. And that doesn't bother me either. Jason and Redger says the latest talk on the trade deadline right now, Craig Button's gash and shiner on his face from a pickleball fall. Do you want to break away to that? (laughs) Is that where we're going now? I got up this morning. Full disclosure. I always watch SportsCenter in the morning. It makes me feel good. And they had already gone into their trade deadline coverage. And I'm going... It's 6 a.m. here, and Dave Poulin is in a suit looking like a million dollars. What time did he get up? Right. That was my first thinking. And then and they had all their guys on there, and I'm like, I don't need to hear this. I want a recap of the Masters. What are the Blue Jays going to do? 
They bombed the Angels 15-1 to the other night. Let's talk about that instead of just going around and around and around. That's just me. And that's what I did. I flipped over to Sportsnet, and I was very happy that I did. And then I told you this. Then I got up, went to my desk, and turned on ESPN. You know what they were talking about? I can only imagine. How Cam Newton's going to play this year, and who's going number two overall behind Trevor Lawrence? And I just, this warm feeling came over me. Uh, don't ever change ESPN. Just NFL all day, every day. Screw the rest of the world. Yeah. And that's what I've been trying to do with the CFL, and the, the weirdest thing about it is they don't want it. Think about that for a second. How about that? I know. How about that? Trenton Norway is watching. Norway calling. When I hear about pa- profits winning out over tradition in the CFL, this becomes more than concerning. I know the CFL needs profits, but how will the rider fan base accept this when the riders have proved they can do it? It seems to me like Three Dunk and four other groups of sources present a large variation on perspective on this issue. Is someone behind the scenes trying to divide and conquer even if the claims are honorable? Time will tell. Stay well, everyone. You read my column, right, Darren? Mm Mm-hmm. I said they're hiding in plain sight. MLSC wants to blow up the CFL and create a football version of the MLS. Knock. Is this thing on? You know what what, what, what? what do you need? And you got Roger Goodell saying Canada's a very important market to us. <laughs> they're doing it right in front of your face. I know. I know. Is there somebody behind the scenes? Yeah, I've been telling you for a year. <laughs> I'm out. Do you want to take over? <laughs> I know. It's just, I don't. <laughs> but, yeah, wild. But it's true, right? It's, it's right in front of your face. The signs are everywhere. I mean, all you got to do is just connect those dots. <laughs> Which I did in my column on the weekend, and everybody's ignoring it. Um. Okay, now would be a good time to bring in the Paul Druin analogy. And I said to Paul, he's the third of the three musketeers here, Darren, myself, and Paul. He's the tech guy that staffed these guys and brought this, what you're seeing. It was so funny. I'm like, Paul, can you come in and and say this? And he didn't want to because he's not about cameras. So I said, are you confident with Darren paraphrasing what you said about the kids going to see Santa Claus in the mall? And you said you would say it. Yeah, well... It's, it's kind of weird because the CFL fans don't want Larry Tannenbaum and MLSC right now. They don't like it. But he's kind of like Santa Claus at the mall. We're all lining up waiting for an answer. And we're waiting. And here they are, Santa Claus coming down the thing. And the kids are now all getting excited when you realize it's real. And he's got his sack full of cash. And he's ready to save the day. But the whole time you're waiting, everyone's like, eh, he's not coming. There's no Santa's Santa Claus. not real. Yeah. He doesn't really exist. He's not coming. Right? And then he comes. And then he comes. We're telling you, Santa's coming. It's MLSE. They got boatloads of cash. They're going to save the CFL. But nobody wants to believe it. No, and when it does happen, nobody's going to come back and go, Rod, you were right. No, no. They're- but I don't care anymore. I don't care. I don't need that. And Trent, I apologize, by the way, because he goes, I was late for hour one and tied up on the weekend. So he didn't, 
read my column nor watch hour one of the program today, but this is what is happening. The CFL can't necessarily be saved. And the very first thing I thought when I got the tweet that James Franklin had retired on Friday, I'm like, this league is disintegrating in front of our eyes. It's disintegrating. And for those that say, let it die with dignity rather than merge with a twice-failed league, where is the dignity in what's going on right now? I know. I come back to the twice, you know, people want to bring up the twice-failed league part all the time. It failed twice under Vince McMahon, right? He's now gone. Yeah. This is completely different. This is now... Can I... Inter- I'm sorry. Yeah, no. It's different. Don Mitchell and... <laughs> put the booze down, Don. Where was the tweet? Can you put it he's up? He's had a couple gins. Yeah, said. he said he's had a couple gins and it's the first day of Ramadan. He's on fire. This is our Navy... I'm so sorry to catch up, but this is hilarious. Yeah. He said MLSE. There he is. I've got two gins and tonics in me and it's the start of Ramadan. I'm on fire. <laughs> He's a Navy, <laughs> naval officer. Uh, he goes on to say, MLSC is bad Santa. That's the part that I laugh. Yes. Wasn't that Billy Bob Thornton? That's right. I can see it. Drunks. <laughs> Cigarette. Well, and by the way, by the way, I am not so close-minded at all that I don't hear you, the people that are saying, why merge with a twice failed league like i hear it i'll i will not i won't uh, argue that necessarily my point is what's the other option that's kind of what everybody's saying i mean i'm i i got time for you that say the xfl's failed twice what makes you think this is horrible we're doing a deal with the devil cuthbert said it that's the exact i'm not saying you're wrong what i'm saying is what you have been doing hasn't worked at all. Can you, can you look at what I'm saying? There's very few people that have said, you know what, Rod, you're right. Very, very few. Because they don't want you to be right. <laughs> and I don't want you to be right either. I don't. Right? I want the CFL to be able to survive in the way it's always been. That's what I fell in love with. Yeah. I fell in love with that game. I want that to survive. I want that to thrive. I want that business to work. But reality is it hasn't worked, and it might not work. So you have to be open to what will work and understand that things happen. Relationships come to an end. New ones start. And that's the circle of life. So maybe it's not going to be the same way. That will be really sad. But, hey, it'll still be good, whatever's coming. And, by the way, the reality is your owner – with the biggest wallet, happens to be the Toronto Argonauts with MLSC. They got the biggest stroke. There it's. Can I just say this though? Talking with one of the staff member from one of the teams that wants to play, the notion of playing without the Argos came up, and that CFL guy said that I called this morning in Eastern Canada. We talked about that, and he figures that in the Constitution, there's no way that you could play and just eliminate a couple teams. You're more of a legal business guy than me. That'd be tough to just knock off a couple of teams. And, you know, what would that do for the image of the CFL? I mean, it already has, you know, the nine-team league effect of small league and and small time. You drop it down and you're going to play six or seven. 
even and 18, for what? And for what? Right? For one more year? Yeah. Until you merge anyways? Yeah. It becomes tough. You're <laughs> still not quite sure what that means. Poll question today, just to get back on track with the uh, NHL trade deadline. Which, by the way, here's the other funny thing. The hockey guys, my world, for those you people that are new viewers, this is my world. My whole life. Letter Kenny, Last Chance You, and The Ranch. That's my life. Right? Yeah. And the football and hockey people, which I talk to every day, don't even, they don't intersect, really. Right? Like the hockey guys are like, who cares about a ratio? What are you talking about? We've never had a ratio. This is dumb. <laughs> you know, that's the hockey guys. And they're like, the CFL's folding. See ya. Yeah. Right? And then the football guys, the ones I talked to on the weekend, they were like, these junior teams are worth what? Yeah, like 10 million, 10 million, brother, for the Blades. 8 million rumored for the. They're like, what? It's junior hockey. Dude, it's big boy hockey. Right? So like they're just sitting there going, it's hockey season, Rod. Why are you spending so much time on this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just telling you what they say to me. But football people are so consumed in football 24-7-365. Yeah. Hockey people are so consumed in hockey 24-7-365. Right? They don't see each other's worlds. But, yeah, it's, it's crazy to see them. What, uh, what's this, Jeff Cabillas in Winnipeg? Texas 10-4, Roddy. That's a Texas size 10-4? Oh, sorry. I haven't watched enough of it. Sorry. Who will have the bigger impact with his new team? Nick Foligno with the Leafs or Taylor Hall with the Bruins? 71% saying the Leafs. Nick Foligno. We'll be right back. We got Julie Reddy in Jersey. This is going to be fun. It always is with Julie Robenheimer from Elite Prospects. We'll be right back. It is the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network across all 10 provinces and 31 states. YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Ah, I'm trapped. I'm at a spider web of Mike Cord. Dupes is here. Okay. So we figured out what year means that the XL Mark cast guys have been tweeting. I got a couple, but the the other one that I didn't tell you is probably more it. And these guys can tell me. A common New York term for you heard. You heard? You heard. Yeah, but there was another one you said. Yeah, the other one was uh, the when it's time coming. to scramble. You're, the, the popo's coming. Run. You're. Okay, so it's not that you've been fully vaccinated uh, from COVID and you're bragging about it? No. Okay. How about no. that? How about that? Uh, latest. Vegas Golden Knights acquiring forward Matthias Janmark from the Chicago Blackhawks, according to TSN Hockey Insider Darren Dreger. That's where we will go next. We'll pause the football talk and bring in our good friend, Julie Robenheimer from Elite Prospects, USA hockey writer from uh, Jersey. How you doing, Julie? I'm good, guys. How are you? You're smiling like crazy. Is that because it's trade deadline day or what? Did you guys want me to come on and talk about the trade deadline? 
Because I thought it was to talk about UMass winning the NCAA tournament. Oh, well, that calls for two noisemakers. No, it was not why we brought you on, honestly, Julie. But are you UMass? Are you a UMass grad? I am a very proud UMass alum. I worked for the hockey team while I was in university. We were basement dwellers at the time. <laughs> we were literally the only team in the entire country that did not make the playoffs because Hockey East had an odd number of, of teams and only eight advanced to the playoffs. So, I, I mean, I was so excited two years ago when they made it to the Frozen Four in the national championship game. And even when they lost 3 nothing in that championship game to Minnesota Duluth, I was still all smiles because I was just so proud of how far this program had come and all of the changes that Greg Carville had implemented to get them to this point and to see them be so successful last year on their way to another frozen for for run uh, before things ended with the pandemic and then being able to complete their unfinished business, which was their motto the past two years uh, with this championship. I mean, I'm over the moon. Go you. No kidding that you are smiling so much. Well, by the way, so one of our viewers, Cynthia, she's in Saskatoon. Cindy girl writes in. She goes, yeah, Julie's in the house. Listen, Julie, because it's your alma mater, I'll give you 60 seconds, please. Tell our viewers why it is so huge that UMass pulled it off, not just from the road you just said, but because they were undermanned. You think we weren't watching this? Of course we were. I know the story, but not everybody does. Can you just talk about what they pulled off in the last 10 days to two weeks to win this whole thing, the Frozen Four? Sure. Right before the team left for Pittsburgh, uh, which is where the Frozen Four was, they were notified that one of their players um, had uh, tested positive and that through contact tracing, uh, three other players were uh, not available to participate in at least the national semifinal. Two of those players were their starting goaltender and their leading goal scorer. So it was a bit of a challenge for UMass, but they are a team filled with depth. They do not have any one particular star, although I might give some props to Zach Jones, but uh, <laughs> they are led by committee. They they did this as a team and uh, relied on that depth in the national semifinal, which they uh, kind of exacted some revenge on Minnesota Duluth, uh, winning that game in overtime, three to two. Uh, and then fortunately, after days of negative tests, both Carson Gasevich, who was their, their leading goal scorer with 17 goals, if I remember correctly, on the season, and uh, their starting goaltender, uh, Philip Lindbergh, uh, were eligible for the championship game, um, and both came up huge to help them secure the national championship. Nice job. Nice job. Uh, Bravo again. So, look, we were talking about you before the show because the last time you were on, I think it was John Frenzy asked if the Philadelphia Flyers were going to win the East or the division, and you laughed. Do you remember? (laughs) You broke out laughing. (laughs) I did. Just like 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 that. that. So we were literally like uh, she knows her stuff, and here we are, you know, a quarter of the season left, and they're not going to make the playoffs, especially after uh, the Bruins going out and getting Taylor Hall. So what's your take of trade deadline the last 24 hours here in the National Hockey League? I think the the, the way things are working right now with the lineup of the divisions and not having this kind of um, interdivisional games and, and things like that, if if you do not react to another team making a move, 
you are going to be left behind. And I feel like that's what we're seeing, particularly in this East Division. The Islanders are going for it. And they're not going for it like swinging for the fences. They are acquiring really strong depth guys who can contribute, which means, much like UMass did, they will be able to roll all four lines and not have any kind of lapse in offensive pressure. And so you see teams like that going for it. You know teams are already prepared and you're seeing reactionary things. I think that's why Boston hopped all over Taylor Hall, especially at the price that they got him for. <laughs> and then you also have teams like Pittsburgh uh, making moves to get guys like Jeff Carter, who are another great, you know, I call them plug and play kind of guys who wherever you want and can contribute to the ice, uh, especially offensively. So um, if you are not making moves in this division, you're going to be left in the dust. Well, no, as we're seeing now, by the way, Leanne Hajdu is watching. She writes in, remember the name, Julie, Hajdu. She says, hi, Julie, this is Jason's sister. He told me this morning that you were his go-to when he was at UND and says congrats on the championship. Great guy, Jason Hajdu. So we're passing that along, Julie. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now, in the Jason, history... Jason used, to be the, Jason used to be the sports information director at Versota. So. I actually, I thought he was. I thought he, he was still there. He also knows Yeah, right, well, abs- well, he's from here, so of course. So, um, <laughs> right. So, Julie, the Palmieri from the Devils to the Islanders trade. It's fairly rare that teams in the tri-state area trade amongst each other. Is it not? Like, what's your take on that deal? And his, like, it's pretty historical, I would think. And what does it mean for the Islanders? Well, not only for them to get Kyle Palmieri, but for them to get Travis Ajak, too. I mean, what a steal. And I think that was probably the only way that they were going to be able to get, that the Devils were going to be able to get a first um, out of the Islanders for that. So, again, loading up on depth, loading up on defensive strength, being able to shut down a team. I mean, my gosh, those two players alone, just in Barry Trotz's system, they're going to arrive and they're going to get more and more minutes not that they're not going to get minutes anyway but they're going to get more and more opportunity because Barry Trotz is going to love what they both sides of the puck so again the Islanders they are they are loaded for bear and good for them because I'm obviously a huge Jordan Eberle fan and by proxy an Islanders fan Um, Todd Pinckney well, it's a couple things. Paul Sanchez is watching. He says Palmieri is a free agent after this year, might go back after the season. So that, there's that. Todd Pinkney says, so, Julie, what happened to the Flyers? So this is the resident Flyers fan here. He says, exact same team that won the first seed last year in the bubble and went two rounds. And what's up with Kata Hot? Do you have an answer for that? Well, yeah, that's exactly what happened. We actually had a pretty big conversation about this in regards to Jeremy Swayman in, in uh, Boston. He is a young guy, and um, there's a lot to be said about not feeding young goaltenders to the wolves. And that led us into this conversation about what happened to Carter Hart and his mental game. So I think the mental health, and I'm not talking about you know necessarily anxiety or or anything like that, but being able to manage their thoughts, um, which in some ways can be 
equated to anxiety um, is so important to young goaltenders. And I feel like Carter lost that a little bit this year and where he went, this team went last year. So um, if he's not on the positive train, then it's easy for the whole team to be derailed. So I think it was a lot of little things, nothing necessarily specific, but you could tell right away that they didn't have it this year and it wasn't working for them. Um, the adjustments that they were making were not as fluid as they were before. Um, I think a lot of that just has to do with not being able to practice as much in a condensed season um, and kind of work out those kinks along the way. You, you have to figure them out on the fly. And that's very hard to do, especially when you have having um, things. So, uh, but it's really hard to do when you have things um, like this condensed schedule, like the COVID protocols that they had um, that delays. Like, there's going on there. So, I wouldn't say that it's one thing with the Flyers, but just a lot of little things that didn't add up for them this year. I'm gonna roll two comments into the my last question. The Hockey Club Podcast, which is part of the Belly Up Podcast group, they're watching in Tallahassee, Florida right now, and they said, make her laugh again. That's a classic laugh. So I'll try. <laughs> that is good. I, well, you did hard. it. I was going to say, the Leafs are winning totally the Stanley The Leafs are winning the Stanley Cup. Should that do it? Uh, well, I don't know about that. No, some people say that um, I have more of a cackle than a laugh. I kind of disagree but i believe if you're going to laugh like do it with your whole body yep absolutely no it's not a cackle whatsoever but can you give me your observations from new jersey like john scott said that the leafs have just rolled through canada they haven't been what do you say haven't been challenged mm -hmm. and when they do line up against a stud team <clears throat> whoever that may be islanders capitals lightning whatever that they're gonna be done how do you feel about that I don't think that that's necessarily accurate. I do feel that they have, in some respects, had their way with the Canadian teams. Um, but I also feel that that's building their confidence, their ability to build their way to a win, which is going to be helpful when they go up against teams that have more talent than the ones in the um, Canadian and or the North Vision do, uh, Division do. So there's a lot to be said about what they're doing. They're building that winning mentality where they go into games expecting to win, not necessarily just wanting to win. So I feel that that will go a long way for them in the uh, postseason. Plus, you also have to understand they're going to be against these Canadian teams in, I think, at least the first two rounds yep. of the uh, playoffs. So, like, by that time, their confidence is going to be flying pretty high. And they're another team that's doing a really good job in terms of supporting the depth. Like, they're not looking for that swing for the fences, you know, go-to guy who can come in and kind of take things over because they already have those players. What they need is a really strong supporting cast. So I love the move that they made to get Nick Felino for that reason. I think he is going to be an excellent fit for them. On and off the ice, again, that kind of plug-and-play position. He can play on any line and contribute in any way that they need. So um, they're doing a really good job in terms of building that depth and solidifying that winning mentality. 
Well, this has been a wonderful hockey chat. They're building. They're doing all they can do. They can only beat the teams that are in front of them. And, uh, yeah, it'll be fun to watch. Julie, where can people read your stuff and follow you? you got a lot of fans and new fans here today. How can they follow you best? Sure. Well, you can find me on Twitter at just my name, Julie Robenheimer. And if you're into travel, although I haven't posted in quite a bit, you can also follow me on Instagram. Also just my name, Julie Robenheimer. And then of course, Elite Prospects and EP Rinkside is where you can find all of my work as well as um, the work of ridiculously talented uh, analysts and scouts uh, who are breaking down all of these trades uh, that are happening today um, in addition to the past two weeks and just really digging into the numbers, digging into the video and how these players can best help their new teams. Awesome stuff. Julie, thanks. Enjoy the rest of the day. Enjoy the hockey. We'll chat with you in the playoffs. All right. Sounds good, guys. Have a great thanks day. For- Thanks for the time. You too. Julie Rubenheimer joining us from New Jersey. Before we break, curling report, Nicholas Eden's fifth world men's curling title was memorable not only because of the history the Swede made, that he and his teammates were able to play in a final Sunday for a third straight crown made achieving both milestones feel even sweeter. Sweden doubled Scotland's Bruce Mowat 10-5 in the championship game in Calgary. The 2021 BK Tires at OK Tire World Men's Curling Championship reached the finish line late Sunday night despite four participants, including an athlete on a playoff team, testing positive for COVID-19. None showed symptoms of the coronavirus. No games were played Saturday while mass testing was completed. Eden and his third, Oscar Erickson, are the only two men to win five world championships on the planet. Along with second, Rasmus Rana and lead Christopher Sundgren, they were the first team to win three in a row. Canada's only large-scale sports events since the global pandemic descended just over a year ago have been the World Juniors, Last year's NHL playoffs in Edmonton and Calgary's run now of seven curling competitions with four of them complete. The men's championships final day reflected the varying levels of risk tolerance around the virus clashing with the desire for the sport to happen. Host broadcaster TSN refused to carry a morning playoff game between the U.S. and Switzerland, citing COVID concerns. TSN resumed coverage of the semifinals and medal games without cameramen at ice level late last night. The next three curling events in Calgary include the same virus avoidance protocols and restrictions established in the first four. The Curling Report is brought to you daily by Verge Agriculture, helping farmers plan and optimize their operations across every field. Try Verge's Precision Farm Tech software free today at vergeag.com. We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television, YouTube and Facebook Live, and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rob. Okay, welcome back, everybody, to the bunker. Hey, we got 20 minutes left in the show, and I'm going to say it again. It's been an hour since we did. This is our last day on Game Plus of the week because there's an eSports gaming tournament that's bumping us off national television for the next four days, which is totally cool. It's a programming thing. So you're going to have to be watching us on Facebook or YouTube or listen live at rodpeterson.com for the next four days after this. 
Uh, but if you're watching and you have comments on what we discussed today, hit us up. Prairie Mobile text line 306-840-8777. Prairie Mobile is your authorized SaskTel mobility dealer. We've got news in the National Hockey League, and it does not pertain to trades. Winnipeg Jets goaltender Connor Hellebuck is the NHL's first star of the week. Hella went 3-0 with a 1.67 GAA and a shutout to lead the Jets into second place in the uh, Scotia North Division. Toronto Maple Leaf center Austin Matthews was named second star after registering six goals and two assists in three wins. And Dallas Stars winger Roop Hintz was third star. Did I say that right? Is it Roop or Roopy? I want to say Rupe, isn't it? Rupe Hintz. Yeah. Come on, Dallas, pick it up. There's an original six battle in Montreal tonight. The Canadiens host the Toronto Maple Leafs in one of two Canadian games on the NHL slate. The Ottawa Senators host the Winnipeg Jets in the other. Left-hander Robbie Ray makes his season debut for the Toronto Blue Jays tonight after bruising his elbow while falling downstairs during spring training. Robbie Ray gets his first start of the year tonight when the Blue Jays host the Yankees in Dunedin, Florida. It's the opener of a three-game series. Hideki Matsuyama has become the first Japanese male to win a major championship. Matsuyama captured the Masters by closing with a 1-over-73, good enough for a one-stroke win over American Will Zalatoris. Corey Connors was the top Canadian in the tournament, but he blew up on Sunday. Yeah. He did. And how about this one? Martin Truex Jr. battled teammate Denny Hamlin for the lead before winning the NASCAR Cup Series race at Martinsville Speedway. Truex finally made the pass with 15 laps to go, ducking underneath Hamlin coming out of the second turn and sailed off to victory without another challenge. This will be my second summer in the race game. I love it. My neck getting red? Can you tell? (laughs) Not yet, but it's, It's it's, it's getting there. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca, and for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, including the new almond mocha. RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. So again, viewer takeover the rest of the way. Whatever you want to talk about, hit us. Um... Daily, we do sports on tap for the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store. And I mentioned it, it's the Blue Jays home to the Yankees today. That was exciting, uh, or is exciting. 507 first pitch at Dunedin. They won the opening series, as you know, against the Yankees. So this yeah. is big. Uh, Pats and the Winnipeg Ice, 6 p.m. I got to talk about that game for a second, especially for our Winnipeg people. They're really getting into the ice in Winnipeg and, yeah. and the Jets and the Moose. Case could be made that Winnipeg is Canada's hockey capital. Toronto would argue, of course, but they argue everything. But Winnipeg has NHL, AHL, Major Junior, and Junior A. Toronto has all those things, too. But anyways, we skimmed on this in the opening segment, the warm-up for the Four Seasons Sports Palace, but just will the Pats win a game without Connor Bedard? And I was telling my wife this yesterday, surfing my phone. I'm like, you know, you can see who's watching your story, right? It's all those dub kids sitting in the dub hub at the U of R watching our story. It's like shooting a fish in a barrel. I said, Cindy, we used to have to guess who was watching because you didn't really know. Now you know exactly who's watching. Oh, yeah. It's the junior players and coaches and fans, obviously. Pats have played 15 games. It's a 24-game. Say nine games left. They're going to win one without Connor Bedard? Of course they are. Of course. 
A 15-year-old is good, is the only He's got lynch- over a half their offense, bud. I know, but the only linchpin do you win in hockey games? No, there's a lot of talent in that team. Um, they're Of course, they're not Brandon, Winnipeg, Saskatoon. We know that. We're not trying to fool anybody. But they'll win. They're not going to lose nine games in a row. Look at me. I'm knocking on wood. Look though. at me trolling. I know. I'm the voice of the team, for God's sake, so I'm not saying they won't win a game, but that would make a great face-off. Yeah. Wouldn't it? It would. But don't. I'm not saying it for the ultimate fan zone in the Mad Greek restaurant, but for those that don't know, the Regina Pats, God's team, facing the Winnipeg Ice tonight, and it's the first game without the 15-year-old superstar, who incidentally scored both goals in Friday night's 2-1 overtime win over the Brandon Weekings in a game he dedicated to his fallen grandfather who passed in a car crash last week. Like, it's... Disney movie stuff. But I can tell you this. They don't beat the Brandon Wheat Kings without Connor Bedard. Can we have it Friday night? Like, right. It's, it's, a, it's a reasonable question. Yeah. And by the way, I had a Brandon Stafford text me after the game and go, well, we're even now. For what? Well, the bad call in the last game. I'm like, what call are you talking about? <laughs> I don't, was the bad call against Brandon? All I see is Pats. He's, he's talking. Yeah, he? he's a Ben McCartney. He would ben. put the Pats on the power play in overtime. He said, now we're even. Yeah. You got the call last game. Yeah. Or the two games ago, we got it. Now you got it. Yeah. It's fun stuff to talk oh, about. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like this. Nelson Hackowitz says, you're due to get one. Who steps up in Connor's absence? That's the question. That's why it's must-see TV tonight at 6 o'clock on Access Now TV. And we'll have the call. Um, Jeff Kibilis says, I think the Pats can win a game. See, people, they care. Rob Vanstone from the Leader Post. Really enjoying the show today. Rod and Darren, go Jets. The Senators must fall. That reminds me of the uh, the Seinfeld episode. What, you don't enjoy the other days? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, RV. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. We'll be back with a full-on viewer takeover. And we'll get into the James Franklin thing, CFL 2021. My take, your take, the viewer's take, okay? That's all next. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. And Moose DuPont and Jordan and Clark and Ryan and the entire crew that brings us together on a daily basis. The best crew in show business. And we're live on Game Plus Television. It's a viewer takeover, as I said. Viewer Glenn Trafford checking in a while back. He's stayed with us, Darren. And we get viewer takeover going on this. He says, full-on football fans exist in Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Edmonton, and Hamilton. The world of football will come calling. The CFL is 50-50, but football in these Canadian cities is certain. Can we just settle in on that for a second? Yeah. Those are CFL fans in those places. There's football fans all across Canada. 
And that's kind of what MLSC is banking on. And they think that they can eat from both troughs, if you will. We're going to do this MLS-themed football league over here for the rest of the country. And then we'll have the NFL over here in Toronto for anybody who wants it. But we'll have both covered. And I was saying to that CFL guy that I talked to this morning in Eastern Canada, I said, when the old boys club that runs the Rough Riders, and you know who they are, you've met some of them, when the old boys club that runs this pro football team here starts to come around and think a merger might be a good idea, yeah, that tells me that it's happening. Yeah. When you, These yeah. guys would roll over in their figurative graves to, to, they, to say goodbye to the CFL, and they're going, eh, well, that may be the worst thing. If they can get on board. Right. Okay, I got to hope that everybody can get on board eventually. Yeah, they're the toughest ones, and that's always where you go. If you can turn, you know, who has control, who has power, who's the hardest to turn, you flip them, the rest come pretty easy. Well, you got to sell this idea, that's all. Yeah. And, uh, hey, keep, keep the comments coming. What else do you got here? Mike Horrigan watching says, Father Time lost to Tom Brady. That is all. What a completely random thing to say. Well, it was Tom long, Brady's still playing. So It was a long time ago when I said Father Time is undefeated. <gasps> and that's what he's referring to. Yeah. <laughs> that was way back. James Henderson long. says, great show, guys. You made a boring trade deadline palatable. Well, I, I said to Clark or uh, to Darren here, I said some people probably think we should be sitting here analyzing the trades and where Nick Felino is going to play. There's enough of that out there. Let's talk about other stuff. And then I got hockey people texting me saying, "What you got going today is better than what TSN Sportsnet have going today." How much? They 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 do overdo it, right? But that's what they do. That's what they do. Absolutely. It's not like we don't know that it's going to be overdone. They've been doing it for over a decade. We watch it. We enjoy it. <laughs> like, it's, it's the first time we got something else here. Exactly. Something else besides that. William May writes in. He says, change is hard, but after it's been done, it's all good in the long run. Oh, Drew Koser from the Off the Hosel podcast is watching, and he says, hi, hit golf balls outside Friday. <laughs> Today I could be skating. Six inches of snow here overnight in the sweatpants capital. I know. That is a billion-dollar snowfall, you guys. You have to understand the farmers are smiling like a butcher's dog right now. It was very dry around here. And by the way, I talked to the Deer Valley Golf Club April 23rd is their target date. Did you talk to them too? You're nodding your head yeah. like you knew. Yeah, coming. I didn't know the exact date, but I knew it was going to be in that third week. So that's cool. That's really cool. Uh, and then it, just we got a few minutes left here. It's important to make the distinction. Don Mitchell, our Navy friend, who is about six gin and tonics deep now on the first day of Ramadan, says, did anyone watch a second of TSN or Sportsnet today? I did before I came here, and I watched ESPN because I yeah. try to be on top of everything. I did. But that, that CFL guy I talked to in Southern Ontario today said, you need to understand the mindset of Southern Ontario. And by the way, I'm sorry, but I don't. <laughs> and it's fine. But I can't tell you what's going to make the Argos tick. I can't tell you what's going to make the CFL tick there because I've never lived there for a day in my life. I can tell you what works here, what I think. But he goes, it's all Leafs, Raptors, Leafs, Raptors, Leafs, Raptors, MLSC, TSN Sport. 
Awesome. Go take it. We out here don't want that. Right? So it's just like stop pounding the square hole, round peg. You know what I'm saying? There's room to talk about the other things out here in Western Canada, and that includes the Canadian Football League. But it really sounds to me that, you know, we kind of cover this today, Darren, and I think you agree. The CFL could play this year. Some are guaranteeing it, but I'm not. I I don't think they're going to play. I'm 60-40 against them playing for the reasons I've mentioned many times. For what? What is the end game? To save the CFL, get a few more shekels? I know. Right? Just... How long do you want to prolong it for and for what type of life and quality of life and everything else? And it's You're just, always going to be fighting. You're always going to be fighting. Always. So we need to at least explore something that's a little more sustainable long term. <laughs> this is crazy. I know we're almost out of time, but the fun, the fun comments are coming in now. From Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, says TSN has been six hours of talking heads today, and it's been painful watching them try to make up content. Well, you, they got you watching. From the Hockey Club podcast in Tallahassee, Florida, says I'm about to put the clubs away for summer. It's too hot. How's that for a mind flip? I know. Now they're putting them away. In Florida, they put their clubs away in the summer. From Jenna Reagan, a, an XFL fan in Montebello, California, who's been watching our show religiously, says, I'm trying to learn the CFL. I've started watching CFL game replays on YouTube. It's fun. I'm liking it. I'm cheering for the Red Blacks. Why not? Yeah. Is, is now the time to be jumping on the CFL train? Why not? I mean, those friends, that's the thing to remember. Might not be CFL, might not be XFL, but there will be teams in Ottawa, Regina, Winnipeg. We're out of time. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow with Gary Lawless, Nick Lewis in studio with some really big news, and Gerald Smiley from chipin.com. It's going to be great. Angering people is a gift of mine. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.